All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Death to Tell podcast. My name is Paul. You're not going to introduce me this nah, time? Nah, nah, you got yeah, it. Okay. Thank I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> my name is Dennis. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, welcome to the podcast. Uh, for those just tuning in for the first time, um, we are just two dudes talking about the gospel, talking about Jesus Christ, talking about this Christian life in this chaotic world. Um you know, we've gone over some some pretty foundational, um, fundamental uh, topics so far when it comes to the to, to the Christian walk, and um, we talked about a few things um, that are really important to to get a basic understanding of what it means to be a Christian um, um, from a biblical perspective. So um, we're just gonna keep continuing with that. Um, one of the things that we're learning, um, we're talking about this this week, is the um, how to read scripture. So. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors? Nah. We was going to take turns. So I opened up. So now it's your turn. Wait, no. I, no. Yeah. We're going to take okay. turns. Here right. We're going to take turns. So. Yeah, I'm not going to forget. <laughs> I'm not going to forget to pray. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for um, allowing us to see this day that you've created, Father God. We want to thank you for the opportunity to come together, to join together, to. To, to talk about your word, to discuss your word, and to grow um, um, as believers. Um, Father God, we thank you for the gift of your son. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Um, we thank you for making a way um, to salvation when there was no way without you, Father God. We, we thank you for um, creating uh, uh, a way for us to make it into heaven, God, for a way for us to have a relationship with you. And um, we pray that the Holy Spirit guides us uh, in the words that we speak today, God, that we we guide um, and teach what it is that you would have us to, 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 to say, God, and use us as instruments to grow your kingdom. We pray for all these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's, let's get into it. So today we want to focus on reading scripture. Um, and, you know, my first point is uh, why is it important to read scripture correctly? So when I, when I think of that question, it's the, the biggest thing is to know the truth about the word of God. Right, right. Um, and to put this kind of in, a, and I say this a lot, but it's because it's so important to put this in a perspective of like where the time we live in now. Right. We live in a world where everything is subjective, that, you know, your reality is your reality. My reality is my reality. But we know that there is a such thing as absolute truth. Um, but you see that subjective uh, uh, mentality even going into the interpretation of Scripture. You know, we think that if I read the Bible and and and, you know, you think it says something and I read the Bible and, and I think it says something completely different that we're both correct. And we know that's not right. right. We believe, we know that there is a, is, is a right way. Now we may interpret uh, the scripture uh, and be able to apply the principle to our lives, or there may be multiple principles instilled in one uh, uh, scripture that you pull and I don't pull or vice versa. But ultimately we do understand that the, the scripture is a collection of books that was written um, over time and that the authors of these books had an intended audience. They had an intended purpose and they wanted that purpose to be to be um, um, dissected from the word. Right. Um, so this is going to be like one of those like nerdy subjects where we really dive like into more of the. the um, this is right up your alley, huh? I'm, I'm not a nerd, bro. <laughs> Am, am I nerd, Yonthi? Right up your alley, bro. I'm not a... Okay, yeah. yeah don't no, don't agree with him, man. I'm cool, man. Don't agree with him. I'm cool. Nah. My, my mom says I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, it's it's so easy to to read out of context. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's so easy. 
Right. Like I said, you could have, like I said in one of the previous episodes, can't remember which one it was, but you could have the most pure intentions, but it might not be the the correct thing. Right. Right. So that's that's kind of why we want to hit on, you know, how it is to read scripture. Right. Um so yeah, let's let's dive well, into a little bit. Well, I think the very first thing any believer needs to do when they start dissecting scripture, they need to seek um, in prayer, they need to seek guidance from the Holy Spirit, right? We um, know that we're talking about the word of God here, right? So we're talking about things that go beyond our understanding. Um, and so we need to, to, to get guidance from the Holy Spirit to help us understand, well, okay, what is being written and what is it that you want me to, to, to take from this and how do you want me to apply to our lives? I don't believe that we um, can accurately interpret a lot of things in scripture without the guidance of the Holy Spirit, right? right. Um, some things are made plain and I think some things um, aren't. And so we need to definitely as believers seek the Holy Spirit um, in, in our uh, search for knowledge and as we as we start to divide the scriptures. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, going back to what I was saying before, man, I think that one of the reasons that the, the church is so, and I say the church, I use that, that term um, as in, uh, I use that term to describe people who identify themselves as Christians, right? I think um, one of the reasons that the church is so messed up is because there's a lot of bad interpretation of scripture, right? Um, you have that from, from you know, church goer, church members to all the way up to, to, to the deacons, the elders and pastors oftentimes misinterpreting scriptures. I've been to churches um, throughout my life and um, I've been astonished how often I see that happen, you know, um, by and 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 it's and be honest, it can happen to any of us if we're not careful, we're not do if we're not diligent. Right. Um, it can happen to all of us. Um, but I, I'm, I'm surprised at how often I see it coming from the church leaders. Right. Um, very uh, 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 influential people who 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 claim to to um, speak the word of God and preach the word of God. I see it happen a lot, and I think that's part of the reason that the church is in a in the state that it's in right now. Um, so, and that's why I think it's important to really touch and hit, and hit on this topic. Yeah, you know, up up until recently, I can't honestly say that I was reading, um, you know, the Bible correctly, reading mm-hmm. scripture correctly. And I mean, even still to this day, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure that I'm I'm reading it correctly, but I feel like I'm being getting a better understanding of right. what the word is actually saying. And, you know, like I feel like this is going to be a, a good episode to just kind of introduce people to looking at how they view the word and read right. the word differently, how you have to read context clues. Um, you know, like in school when we were younger, right? you know, if you didn't know a definition, what would the teacher say? Read the context read clues. Read the context clues, exactly. Read what's before, read what's after. Right. So it's it's same thing with the Bible. Um, I mean, like, we got, I want everybody to understand, like, it's... It can be a tough book to read. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's just like you, you're, you're, it's names that you can't pronounce, it's right. cities you can't pronounce, histories, it's, numbers, measurements, all these things. All of that. Just, right. All of that. So it's just like, don't get discouraged when you come to those points. Right. Um, and going back to what you were talking about school, that's a good point. Think about we were all in school, at least in, in North Carolina. We go through school, we have to learn Romeo and Juliet. That's part of the English curriculum in high school. You have to learn Romeo and Juliet. And I'll think about how much attention was spent into, you know, learning the history of, you know, Shakespeare and, you know, Romeo and Juliet and going through this, this, this piece of literature 
the word the language is kind of hard for us to understand, right? Yeah. We spent all this time. We went. I don't know how long we spent on Romeo and Juliet or just Shakespeare in general. And it's like we went through to so we can dissect what was actually being intended by the author. And those a lot of. I mean, honestly, a lot of that stuff is is what you kind of need to do when it comes to the scripture. You know, treat scripture as we were taught to to to, uh, to cheat uh, treat. Uh, Shakespeare, you know, look at it like that. You know, we have to dissect what was what was the author being, you know, really meant. Um, and so it takes a little bit of due diligence in that. You know, not everybody can 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 just jump right into the script and say, "Hey, I, I get it." You know, right. um, you know, I know I can't at least. <laughs> I can't. I, I have to I have to do a oh, lot of no, background. No, nah, for, for real, man. <laughs> I have to do a lot of background. Um, if like just and a lot of it is not even even before you even start diving into scripture, you have to understand what it is you're reading, right? And so we look at the Bible oftentimes as individual pieces because the Bible is a collection of 66 books, right? It's a collection of 66 books that was written over the course of hundreds of years, right? Um, and so we often look at them as individual books. And then the Bible is broken up into two Testaments, the Old Testament and New Testament. And so we also look at it as, okay, you have the Old Testament and New Testament. Well, we fail to forget oftentimes that the Bible is one continuous story from the beginning of time to the end of time, which is, which is still to come. It's an entire continuous story. And while you have different authors and different books were written in different time, they all coincide together. They all mesh together. They all flow together to tell the story of, number one, the creation of time. Number two, how man failed, how we, how we fall. We fell from grace. We fell um, in our sin. God's plan to bring man back from that to give us an opportunity. And then what's going to happen at the end of time? That's all. It's, it's one like entire story that goes from the beginning of the end of time. So we have to look at it from a big lens first. Yeah. And then bring it in. Small. And I mean, it's, it's just crazy once you get a, a little bit of understanding of the Bible, how everything is like tied together. Right. I believe we talked about this like two or three days ago. Uh, like you have, you know, in Psalms, David is referring to the crucifixion of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like this was years and years right. and years and right. years before the crucifixion of Jesus even happens. Right. So like that goes all the way back to Adam and Eve in the garden mm -hmm. where, you know, like you, you, you use the example of, you know, the, somebody stepping on the snake yeah, and being the, bitten. The child of the woman uh, crushing the head of the serpent. Right. That's so the that's, first reference to the, the gospel in, in the exactly. Bible. It's, um, it's so, it's so crazy how like the, the Bible flows. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So that's, that's why it's big to, to understand the context right um and to just kind of see how things are referenced in the bible right and you can't take large like it's not like a, a meal that you can just ingest yeah. you have to take very 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 small um small books so i mean kind of what we want to do this episode is really just kind of explain to people who who have a hard time reading or understanding like what the bible is um so just basic basic stuff like the bible is is like i said a collection of 66 books um, that is written over the course of hundreds of years. Um, it flows together. It doesn't contradict itself. Uh, critics would like to say that the Bible contradicts itself, but it doesn't. Um, it flows together. Um, you know, it's consisted of, of two Testaments, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is 39 books and the New Testament is 27. Um, and then those books are broken into different types of books, right? So you have, you know, the books of law, um, um, uh, uh, Gospels, you know, well, starting with the Old Testament, you have the, the book of law, you know, uh, uh, the, the Jew, the Jewish, um, 
faith, they refer to it as, as the Torah, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Um, and then you have your books of history, you know, um, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. Um, those are those are the books of 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 of, of history. Um, uh, you have your your poetry. Then you go into, you know, um, uh, your major prophets and your minor prophets right man i gotta I got go back it's off, off subject but i gotta go back and read the song of songs like that's just mm -hmm. that's, that's a that's an interesting book well it's it's, it's a book of poetry um and that's a it's a it's a it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's yeah it's one of the more interesting books i know this is a little off topic but it's, it's one of the more interesting books of the bible um because it's it's you have to like really picture what it is that you're reading right Right, and there's a lot of symbolism in, a in, lot in those, of symbolism. especially especially um, some of those poetry books. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of a lot of um, symbolism in it. And like that's, that's just the way that. to to. I don't mean to cut you off, but that's just a way to look at the Bible. Like you have to right. understand what it is that you're reading. So if you're reading poetry, you have to read it like a poetry. Right. If you're reading a parable, you have to look at it as okay, this is Jesus. You know, talking about the kingdom of God. Right. You, you know? can't you can't read a book of law. The same way you read uh, a book of poetry, right? You can't read a book of of history, you know, the same way you read a a, a book of, of prophecy, right. right? So, knowing what type of book you're reading when you're reading it really, really helps you grasp. Okay, the reason this is challenging is because it's not a this may not be a literal book, you know, the the the, the language, the literary context of that that particular book may not be uh, uh figuratively um or literally um should be literally interpreted um so you know you have those you know the law the the history the poetry the major and the minor prophets you know that's what the old old testament consists of mm -hmm. right then you have the gospels you know we talked about that earlier on when we were talking about the foundation and our, our foundation episodes you have you know matthew mark luke john um we have history in the in the New Testament as well, you know, with Acts. Then you start moving more into your letters, right? The letters, uh, the epistles. You have a lot of those things um, that 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 Paul wrote. You know, he wrote, you know, uh, letters to the Corinthians, letters um, um, to Thessalonians, and letters to to some of his followers as well. What is it? Thir 13, 13 out of twenty seven books he wrote in the in the New Testament. Thir uh, that he wrote total. Yeah. I think it's thirteen. 13 yeah. I think it's thirteen. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and you have your general, your, some general letters um, toward the end of the the, 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 the Old Testament. Right. So um, I'm sorry, toward the end of the New Testament. So what it is, is when you start dissecting the the word. Right. You really need to put in, into perspective, um, you know, uh, uh, who was writing to what and 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 understanding from the big picture to kind of zoom in on each individual verse. So you go from the whole the whole scope of the Bible. Okay, I'm reading the Bible. All right. What testament are you reading? I'm reading the New Testament. Okay. All right. What book am I reading? Okay, I'm reading Luke. Okay, Luke is a gospel. Okay. So Luke's Luke is a gospel. Okay, let me figure out who the author is of this book. Okay. Do your research. Figure out who the author is of this book. Um, and then in some of the books, the 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 author is 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 unknown but speculated, right? But what's what's the book um, you know directed to? What are, what are they trying to say? What's going on during that time frame? Yeah, yeah. So I like to look at um, um, uh, ask myself several questions, right? And it's a basic question we ask ourselves. We were all taught this in school, or at least we should have been: is who, what, where, when, why, and how, 
right? Those are the questions that we should be asking ourselves. So when you pick up a script, uh, 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 the book, right, um, and you've already gone from that that big wide view, you've narrowed it down to a book. You ask yourself, who wrote the book and who are they writing it to, right? Um, and you have to understand that the Bible was not written to us as Christians, as 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 Gentiles. Americans, Gentiles. as Gentiles. The Bible <laughs> was not written to Americans. The Bible was written by an Eastern author to an Eastern um, audience hundreds of years ago, right? In each individual book, you have to realize that every single book that was written was not written by the same person. It wasn't written to the same people, right? Um, and that doesn't make a, it any less applicable to us. Yeah, but that's, it that's does. a big that's a big point though. Like right. you, you have to know when the Bible is talking and referring to you, right? And you know the apostle the apostle Paul spoke to the Gentiles, mm-hmm. so that is that's Roman through Philemus. So for us today, the word that we should receive from the Bible is Romans through Philemus. I mean, you need to take the whole Bible in context, but specifically Paul is talking to the Gentiles. Right. So you have to, 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 well, he was actually the Gentiles, the church, because you did have some, some Jewish, Jewish. um, com, com, uh, converts over to Christianity, but he was talking to the church. Um, and so the beautiful part of that, uh, of that is, is we're able to, to pull those books through those books and pull what, okay, what specifically those books, if any, I think are more directed toward us as members of the church today. Um, like I said, that's not to take away or say that any other book is not um, equally applicable because they, they definitely are. Right. Um, but you have to know what it is you're reading. So first question is who wrote the book and who are they writing it to specifically? Right. And that's the that's the very first question you answered. And a lot of these times you can answer these questions before you even start reading. You know, um, these are some of the questions I was taught to, to, to ask when you know I started uh, um, school. You know, one of the things we're dissecting the Bible is we go through, um, you know, how to how to properly discern the context. Right. So who who wrote the book? Who is it being written to? What what type of book is this? Right. Is it history? Is it poetry? Is it is it a book of wisdom? Is it prophecy? Is it a letter? Um, is it an eyewitness account like one of the gospels? So what type of book is this? You know, um, do you want to move on to where? Where is the historical setting? Right. Where is the author when he's writing a book? And where are the people that he's writing the book to, right? Or the letter to. So put that in the, the entire context, you know, where is this taking place? You know, and that's important to remember when we, we oftentimes we look at, at scripture through our own um, Western lens, right? We look at it, oh, we're Americans, the book was, it's like, we can't do that. You know, it's a, it's a different type of, it's a different type of book, like I said, to a different audience. So we have to take our perspective out of it, um, and look at okay what was being meant um, and that's hard to do sometimes because you have to you have to really step out of a little bit of arrogance and step into a, a more um a, a humble space and realize okay this is not necessarily about me in 2023 in north carolina you know right. what i mean um and that's hard to do oftentimes um so once we have the the the, the where you want to move to win uh what is going on culturally at the time right what year is this you're not going to always get a specific year but you can kind of figure out okay what time period is 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 um is is did this occur this book written in and what's going on in the time right and you know are are if you're talking about old testament was this book written during the time where the israelites were in exile 
was this book written as the um you know to to describe the 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 moments in time where where Israel was coming out of out of um a uh, uh, bondage in Egypt is uh this book written in a time where you know in a new testament where Christians were persecuted you know um you know like great example the book of revelations we know the book of revelation is um a, a book that talks about the end time but where was where was John when he wrote it he was he was exiled on an island, you know, um, so knowing where and what was going on. He was exiled, you know, because Christians were per facing persecution at that time. And um, knowing that helps you understand why the book of Revelation is written in 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 um, a lot of symbolism. Right. So having that that background information definitely helps you with your understanding. And then why? Right. Um, what was the purpose of the author and what were they trying to tell the intended reader? That those questions are, are you need to like I said, all of these questions for the most part can be answered even before you start reading. You know, um, that's just a, a quick we have technology now. You can you can find history and information on all, all of this stuff prior to you even start actually reading the scripture. Um, and then ultimately, once you ask those questions, who, what, where, when, why, you know, then you ask yourself, OK, what is it that the Holy Spirit is trying to get me to understand for my life today, right? What is it? How can I apply this to my life? And that's the part where I think it is, it does vary from person to person, right? right? You can read a scripture. I can read a scripture. We can both understand it to mean the, you know, the exact same thing. We both understand it to have the exact same principle, but that principle application in your life is different than the principle application for my life, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, that's where the variances comes from when we pull from scripture it's not our interpretation or at least it shouldn't be it should be our application because the, I, I believe that the bible is, is is intentional you know it's not it's not it's, as open to sub subjectiveness as we believe i believe that it's the only book that reads you like I've, I've heard that time and time again when people say that and it's i mean that just goes back to second timothy three sixteen. you know mm -hmm. like every scripture is, is god breath right so you know it's just like every time you can read a scripture every day for a week Right. And then you can, you're going to pick up on something differently every time you read it. Mm. Well, you know, and and that's important to 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 kind of segue into the next the next um, point is, you know, understanding that our interpretations should be um, on on par with one another. But our application is different. Talks about. um and this is going to get real nerdy here, dog. I'm going to get really, really nerdy. Bro, you low, you low keep being nerdy the whole time. But have I, have I, I been nerdy? Am I? I, I, I'm I being digress. Pretty, oh, I am this time? I digress. Okay, my bad. I don't mean to be too nerdy. <laughs> but no, so um, then we have to talk about, and these are basic terms that, that you know, you, you learn in, in like a seminary, um, you know, basic terms, uh, uh, eisegesis versus exegesis, right? And this is very important that we at least kind of have a basic understanding of these terms so that we can think about it and interpret it uh, or, or apply the proper term or the proper principle when we read the Bible, right? And so if you look at eisegesis, right? Eisegesis is what I think most people, myself, I've been guilty of doing this, you know, a lot. Um, and I see this a lot going on in, in churches today is people will read the Bible and apply their belief to the Bible, right? So an example of this would be like, hey, um, I want to talk about masculinity. So I have an idea of masculinity of what that means in my mind. 
So what I'll do is I'll find a scripture that supports my idea of masculinity and says, hey, my idea of masculinity is biblical because look at this scripture that I found, even if I take it out of context, that says the exact same thing I'm saying. I'm imposing my beliefs and my will on the word of God. And that's heretical. It's dangerous and it's wrong. That's not the way we should interpret scripture. Um, the proper way we should interpret scripture is through an exegetical um, um, interpretation, which is where, OK, let me try to put aside all of my presuppositions, what I think this is trying to say. And let me dig deeper. It takes a lot more work to be exegetical than it does to be eisegetical. But that's properly dividing the word. Right. If the Bible says this. And the intended author is this at this point in this time. He's writing to these people. He's trying to relay a specific meaning. What is that meaning? And oftentimes I find the more exegetical you are with the interpretation of scripture, the more you realize that scripture says some things that we don't want to say all the time. Yeah. Scripture says things that we don't personally agree with. Right. And so it creates a, a, a type of friction, mental friction in our minds where it's like, OK, I don't want scripture to say that, but I want to. I, I, but it does say it. How do you combat that? Right. Mm. And you, you kind of have this internal dilemma where it's like, OK, I can either come back and impose my will on the scripture. I can be true to what the scripture says, regardless of how it makes me feel. Um, and that that comes with a certain level of, 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 of maturity in your faith as you walk through um, and, and, and grow closer and closer to God is, you know, when you get to those scriptures where it's really challenging who you are or it's 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 really causing some friction in your mind you got to step back and say you know what let me let me die to myself so that i can truly pull from the scripture what 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 the holy spirit and what the scripture is trying to say to me and that's extremely extremely hard to do um so, so is that is that like one of the the first topics y'all talk about in school or yeah so that's one of the very first like like you know lessons in like we start getting into hermeneutics which is you know how to properly interpret and, and read the scripture and things like that you start learning about you know um eisegetical versus exegetical and it's crazy because before i even you know started school um i would you know listen to pastors and i would uh, you know go to different churches and i hear you know people preaching i'm like mm. and every once in a while they'll, they'll they'll preach out of a scripture that i was familiar with i had like studied this on my own i'm like that ain't what the Bible saying, dog. That ain't, that ain't what the Bible said. Like it everybody, sound good. Everybody in there shout hallelujah. And everybody, everybody yeah, saying that hallelujah. I'm like, mm, nah. that ain't what the Bible saying, man. Funny, man. That's not what the Bible. And here's the thing. Like I said, we are all susceptible to it. Right. I've done it. You know, we've all done it. Um, the the thing is, we need to be diligent and careful about it, right? That's one of our responsibilities as, as believers. Is we need to be diligent about what it is and how it is we divide the Word of God. You know, especially, especially when we're in a position where we're teaching or telling people about the word of God, we definitely need to be extra careful with the way that we read and interpret it and make sure that we're we're doing so in a manner that that follows the will instead of imposes our will. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and there's there's there's, you know, this is an unpopular opinion. I have a very unpopular opinion when it comes to this, but there is a right and a wrong way to read and interpret scripture. I know that sounds crazy in a world where everybody's opinion is 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 valid, but there is a right and a wrong way to read and interpret it's, scripture. It's the it's the truth though. It's the it word, is. It's the word it of is. God. But it's it's like I said, that's an unpopular opinion nowadays. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and 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 here's 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 a few examples of right and wrong ways of people, um, you know, interpreting the 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 word of God. One of the most prominent ones that people think about all the time without even thinking about it is slavery. Right. 
during during slavery, um, slave owners would misinterpret passages in the Bible that refer to slavery to justify the way they would treat their slaves. Right. You take the Bible. The Bible does talk about slaves. We have to understand in the historical context that slavery is completely different than the American slavery that we had here or slavery that was happening in other parts of the world at that moment in time. It's completely different. But when you read the scripture and you you see it and you say, hey, you know, if I want to be eisegetical with it, I'm going to impose, hey, if you want, you know, you're my slave, you got to do this because the Bible says that. But if you're exegetical with it, you'll realize that the way slavery was described in the Bible is completely different than the way slavery was described or, or carried out here in America. It was more of a, a of a, a working relationship amongst people, right. you know, um, than it was a, a property ownership that we had here in this country. So so um, that's one example. Another example is you hear um, uh, uh, people say uh, Jeremiah 2111, one of the most, you know, misquoted not misquoted, but misinterpreted scriptures in the Bible. And we're going to talk about this on a later time, so I'm not going to dive too too deep into it. But people read that scripture and they think that that scripture is saying something to them here today. When once you put it in context, you realize mm, it's not really about you. You know, it's twenty years, twenty nine eleven or twenty nine eleven. Yeah. Is that what I said? Nah. What I say? Twenty one. Oh, my bad. I ain't going to have you out here looking crazy, Thank bro. you, bro. I meant 29. 20, 11, 20, so you know exactly 29, what I meant. 11, yeah, I got you. You know exactly what I meant. All right, bro. Appreciate it. See? <laughs> Accountability, bro. Accountability. <laughs> hey, community, bro. That's what it is, bro. Um, You know, and then even another example you see all the time is you there's there's a there's a conflation um, emerging of Christian Christian life and Israeli law. And so you see a lot of that in, in, in churches of today. And you see the, the the teaching of different Israeli principles and the application of that onto Christian law um, and how that's misconstrued because people want the word to say one thing to get something out of it. When in actuality, if we really were diligent about it and, and took ourselves out of it, it means something different. Like ties, right? Ties has is, is, is a function of Israeli you, law. You've been, you been bringing this up a lot. I, I mean, because it's a great example. You know, ties is, is, is a great example of of. of Israeli law, you know, civil Israeli law, but we hear pushed as a Christian requirement in today's life. But if you rightfully divided the word, you would understand that there was no 10% mandate by Christ given to us. He said, give freely. You know, the more you give, the the the, the more you shall receive. Yeah. But we 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 take part of of one book. We put it to our, or we take one part of, of scripture and we Make put our own will on it for, for oftentimes personal gain. Other times is, 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 is innocent overlooking. And then sometimes it's, it's just not being diligent in, in our responsibilities as believers. So it's very important that, that, you know, we really, we really, uh, uh understand the entire concept of how to read, how to divide scripture. And then, once we have that understanding to spread that to other people. And like I said, we're going to go into the next few episodes. We're going to dive into some of the most misinterpreted scriptures. And we're really going to tear, it all, tear those down and really put them in a proper context. So um, we're going to dive deeper into some of these examples. Um, but yeah, you know, just, just it's very important to read scriptures. That's one of our responsibilities because the Lord speaks to us through scriptures. And if we're not interpreting correctly, we can, we can miss something that the Lord's trying to say to us. So, um, let me get off my nerdy soapbox now, man. I'm, 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 I'm theologian I'm, in the room. I, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I love it, man. You know, you're, you're, you're confident, you know, what you're saying and, you know, you're getting a, a biblical understanding. So that's what we, that's why we're here, bro. 
Man, I, I just so I pick on you, call you a theologian, bro. But you know, I can't do it without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes it clear. The Holy Spirit is working to to help me learn and grow, and I just pray that the Holy Spirit does the same to 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 um you know everyone in His kingdom, everyone is following Him, and 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 you know so that the church stays strong, um as as the forces of evil are, are progressing through this world. So does the church, and we can't do that if we don't have a right understanding of the Bible. So yeah. All right, let's go ahead and uh, get into this fun fact. Oh, yeah, fun fact. All right, so let's see. The 12 tribes of Israel came from the 12 sons of Jacob, and that's in the Genesis. It's in the book of Genesis, chapter 49. Do you know them all? I don't. And, like, that's that's a real reason why I, I got on this faith walk. I mm-hmm. think I told you about this, how I can I can name 11 players on the football field, but I can't name 12 disciples. Mm. You know, oh yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah, yeah, you did so tell me same that. thing. Like I can I can name all thirty two NFL teams, probably all thirty two quarterbacks. So it's it's things that you know, like God placed on my heart, where it's just like, oh, uh, right. is my focus really right? Right. So now nah, to answer your question, no, I do not. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure mean, you do a theologian. Nah, bro, okay. I, I could probably get maybe like some, <laughs> maybe 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 nine on maybe, a good maybe day. Maybe we come together as a community. Maybe nine. Let's see. Which, let's see. I bet between the two of us, we can do. We can put two together. Benjamin, Simeon, okay, Joseph, uh huh, keep going, uh, Levi, Judah, uh, Manasseh, or he's half son, half tribe, hmm? so six, yeah, we halfway, uh, yeah, yeah, I think you might have to edit this out though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just goes, no, to, it see. just goes to show that you know, like we're it, this is an ever growing, uh, we could do it, bro. I know we can yeah. do it. We could do it. Yes. So, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and uh, finish with this uh, outro prayer. All right, man. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we come before you once again just to say thank you for allowing us to make it through another podcast. Thank you for speaking through us, and I just ask that you would just continue to use us to be a vessel um, for your body, Lord God. Uh, just continue to speak through us, allow for people to hear, understand, and just want to get a better knowledge of who you are and who they are in you. Uh, we love you, Lord God. As always, we give you all the honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We out.